McNulty stunning for everyone to get up above Cargill and find Bennett. It's into the box. McNulty cut back for Roberts. It's Gary Roberts no, from Bosby. are leading in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Mark McNulty, but a good chance by Doyle for McNulty on the edge. Mark McNulty oh, short yes. for Bosby. Smashes it past McCormack. One by Doyle. Finished by the returning Mark McNulty. First left blood for Bosby. They're in dreamland early here at Bratton. There's a through ball to Jamal Lowe. Jamal Lowe's onside. The flag stayed down. Jamal Lowe. Nonchalant. Fantastic. Brilliant. Pompey will be promoted at this rate. That is it. Pompey are champions. They won League Two in the most dramatic of circumstances. The PO4 podcast with Hugh Bunce. Proud to be Pompey. Hi Poppy fans and welcome to PO Forecast episode 58. As we're in January, we thought we'd crack on with getting those midfield prospects out there for you. Who are Pompey going to sign? Are they going to sign any midfield prospects? Freddie, joining me again on the podcast. What do you reckon, mate? Well, we'll have to wait and see, to be honest, because, well, it's the position that a lot of fans, uh, fans are clamouring for, for a new, especially a new number 10. But whether Kenny Jacket will sign a new number 10 or another centre midfielder remains to be seen. But we've got a few players who might fit the mould. Yeah, so following on from the last episode, episode 57, so go check that out. Um, we went through and detailed all the different defensive prospects we thought that Kenny Jackett might be interested in uh, and players we think he should target. So we've basically, it's only been a day since we've done that. So now we've rolled over um, and we're just going to record the, our midfield um, players we think we should sign. Freddie, are you ready for this quick hit? on midfielders that Kenny Jackett should get his arse over and get on the phone to. Absolutely, and hopefully it shouldn't take two hours like the last podcast did. No, indeed, mate. It's Friday night, um, and I've only got you for half an hour, max. So let's go for it. First of all, what we'll do is we'll start off, though, with the news that Pompey have been active in the in the transfer market. We've signed a new left-back, Steve Stezen, on loan uh, from Championship side Birmingham City until the end of the season. He's 22 years old. Um, he spent time on loan last season at Stevenage and AFC Wimbledon. He's a pretty he's pretty quick. Um, he attacks well down the left-hand side. He'll really get forward. Uh, me and Freddie were talking about on the last podcast that we need to get wing-backs that attack and provide some width for Ronan Curtis, Marcus Harness down either side. So my feelings initially are it's a good signing. Freddie, what do you think? Uh, I don't mind the signing at all. I remember we both last time, we didn't have many left-backs on the list, permanent signings anyway, considering that Hounds, Drip and Brown are most likely to come back January, February. So it's a start back gap for the sort of player we're thinking of. Seddon fits the mould quite well. Cheap loan signing as well. With And the main thing that I liked was the fact that last season, he play, he's played a lot of games for it, despite being only 22. And in League 2 and League 1 as well. So we're not getting some championship Premier League loan player who's barely played any games, who's suddenly going to be in the first team and not very good. We've got a solid left-back candidate here. Yeah, no, exactly. So he knows the league. Um, AFC Wimbledon fans have told me that he's, you know, we've got a gem here. was one of the comments people have said. So, you know, looking forward to seeing him play and hopefully he'll start on the game, possibly even against Fleetwood. Um, okay, let's get into it, Freddie. So we've made a list of the players that we think Kenny Jacket should go after. Um, do you want to explain for people who didn't listen to the last episode the methodology of our approach? Right, what we did was essentially <clears throat> we looked at 
uh, advanced stats for footballers. And what we did was we, we decided three main leagues we're going to look. We looked at last time for our defenders. We looked at League Two, League One, and the SPL. We didn't look at the Championship initially because of what the wages were like, and we were looking for permanent signings. But considering some of the players who have, who have gone out on the loan list for Championship players, we've picked a couple of those out as well as some other players from League One and League Two as well. All right, nice one. So now let's get straight into it, mate. Who's first on the list? Right, I'm going to start with the um, two players who we could get on loan this season for, from from the Championship. And one of them who you might have already seen on the uh, Portsmouth News already is Sammy Smodix from Bristol City. Many people would have seen Smodix play before for, was it Colchester? I yes. think it was Colchester. It was, yes, yeah. it was. And pretty much goal-scoring, playmaking, attacking midfielder, pretty much in the mould of what, what a lot of the Pompey, Pompey fans want. What do you think? I mean, I think if you're looking for a pure number 10, someone who can create something, someone who can play balls through, someone who can pass well, um, you know, he, he's a good player. He's a great option. I do know that Bristol City were keen to load him out to a lower table sort of championship side rather than a League One team. Um, whether that comes through or not, I'm not sure. I think Hull were interested at one point. But yeah, I know Ipswich were also interested. So there's, there's quite a long list of teams who um, who want to sign him. So although he's he's a good player, I think he'd you know, immediately improve the team in an ideal world. It might be a bit of a difficult signing to obtain. Uh, and also... There is the question, really, of does Kenny Jacket or will Kenny Jacket anyway play a, a natural number ten, and does it really fit into the system he wants to employ? Well, <laughs> well, we know what happened with the last natural number ten Ports have had in Lewis Dennis. He was sold and played only about eight times for Pompey, despite in in all the games he did play, showing the playmaking attributes that he that people wanted out of the number ten in Jacket's four two three one. In terms of that. Mold of a player, Sammy Schmodix fits that list. He he gets at least over two shots a game per 90 minutes and on target as well. Reasonable crossing accuracy and high amount of expected assists. But considering the fact that, for example, mid- midfielders like Gareth Evans and Andy Cannon have played at attacking midfielders season, play- players who want to get stuck in a little bit more, Schmodix might not be the player that Kane Jacket goes after. If you look at where he's played this season, so he's played at Bristol City. In the Championship, he's played three matches, no goals, no assists. Um, And for Colchester the year before, he played 43 matches, 14 goals, seven assists. So you'd hope, though, that that would translate pretty well into League One. I'm I'm sure it should do, because, well... Last calendar year, he was, play, he was playing for Colchester. Was it League Two he was playing? Yeah, League, League Two. One, League Two. Yeah, League Two. He's probably, uh, as you've seen with many League Two players who take the two steps up to the championship, they don't do as well or don't get that much of a chance. Think of um, Jaden Stockley for Preston. Think mm-hmm. of that mould. So I think it might be good for Schmodix to step down the league and potentially play more games in League One. Surely a team like Bristol City are wanting to do that. And if he impresses next season, he might get more of a shout in the first team but yeah so it, well since they've put him on the loan list it depends really if Kenny Jacket will go after a, a loan player like Sammy Spoddix or if he'll if Bristol City would rather loan him out to a championship team instead of a league one team yeah and I think that 
when you look at other players as well on, under that mould who went to Bristol City, you see players like Mo Issa, for instance, who then obviously took step back and went to Peterborough and is now doing well. So I know it's a striker, so it is a slightly different concept, but, you know, did, did well in League Two, went to Bristol City, struggled, went back to Peterborough, you know, and he's now on absolute fire. So I think that's you know, a safe bet that he could be a good player. Um, right, who's next? Uh, the only other lo- loan listed player I had on the list, Brighton Abacara. He's uh, from Wolves. Last season, you would have seen him at Coventry. Did really well at Coventry, actually, in a, in a rather footballing side. But again, another player who hasn't had a lot of game time this season and probably does can do with another stink, stint in League One. So what do you think of that potential idea? No, I think it's a great idea. You see, he absolutely struggled at Wigan, didn't kick off. Um, then you look at players like Jamal Lowe, obviously went to Wigan, hasn't worked out for him there as well. You know, Wigan are an absolute flaming pile of shit at the moment, so not surprised. I think he's a good player. I saw him play um, at, at Pompey. I was really impressed. He's really quick, quick feet, passes well. He shoots well. He can play up front if you need him to, play centre attack in midfield, plays wide. He's a player that would add a lot of, that, that sort of bite, that pace, that attacking um, mentality to the team. But again, is he the sort of player that Kenny Jackett wants to put into that that hole in the number 10? Mm. I, I thought his work rate was all right, actually, against Coventry. Mm. I thought when I watched him, his work rate was, was fairly good. And I think in the first half, he really scared our defence. And that was a defence that had Matt Clark at the back as well. So it's not... Not a tin pot defence as such. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, I think he'd be a really good player for us. Again, I'm sure there's a lot of clubs who are interested in him. Yeah, I'm sure there are as well. He's a different sort of attacking midfielder. So Sammy Smodix and a Bacara plays, can play more like a striker. With it. He has a similar goal record, but a higher conversion rate. He had a 22% conversion rate on his shots, which is pretty ridiculous in terms of the amount of shots he had last season. So... I think he's a slightly more realistic bet than Smodix for a type of player that Kenny Jackett would sign due to the fact that he's not much of a playmaking number 10. He's more of a striker type number 10. Well, considering John Marquis played there a lot this season, that might be the sort of player he wants. But we'll have to rate and see. But I, I wouldn't mind getting into Bacara on loan for the end of the season to play at attacking field at all. No. He'd be, he'd be a great addition to the squad anyway, no matter where he played. But just generally... Um, I think he he loved it at Coventry. He absolutely loved it there. The fans loved him, so um, I'm sure they'll be interested as well as us, as well as a whole other host of teams. Um, right now we're off the loan side. Who are we on to next, mate? Right. So uh, uh, to look at permanent signings, I put what I'd like to call a Kenny Jacket filter on the tackle midfielders. But what I did was essentially, if you if you if you're aware of the term offensive duels, essentially. Yeah how many 50-50s an attacking midfielder gets into. I whacked that up to about 9 or 10 per 90 minutes and then also put in uh, a success rate for that. So around 40 to 35%, I only got like two players from it. So considering we're thinking of what sort of attacking midfielders Kenny Jacket may sign, with that filter on it, it came up with not many players at all. And one of those players from League 2, so this might not um, have as much impact on the first team as it might do. I went for Keshi Anderson from Swindon Town. And again, in a similar mould to Brighton Abacara, has a good goal-scoring record. And in the last calendar year, he's got eight goals, six assists, with it with an XG, total XG of nearly 10. And yeah, he has a lot mm-hmm. of 
a lot of shots, <clears throat> mainly a lot of shots on goal. And that's what I was thinking of in terms of a proper up and down box to box style attacking midfielder. Uh, you, you've seen him more than I have. So, what do you think about that? Um, I think he's a good player. I think the fact that, I mean, I remember he scored this really absolutely belting goal against MK Dons for Swindon. Um, you know, the ball came through the middle. He played a little one-two, spun off. They played it through about 35, 36 um, yards out. He absolutely lets rip of the ball. And it just, if the keeper doesn't even see it, it just flies straight in. I um, he's got the ability to score, but his movement is particularly good, especially for a League Two player. Not surprised he's doing well at Swindon this year. They're a good footballing side, and obviously they're having a lot of success in League Two. Um, and I think he's actually a big part of that as well. So he's one of those players with a lot of talent that could could do well. But obviously with attacking midfielders, maybe a bit of a bit of a risk at the moment um, in League Two. That's the question mark, isn't it? Um, and I don't know how much money Swindon will be looking to for him because let's be honest, he's helping lead the charge for their promotion to League One. Yeah, precisely. He might not even want to leave Swindon. He might just want to stay there until the end of the season, pad his stats up and maybe get promoted with them. And then he's got League One football anyway. So we'll have to see about that. Again, similar sort of player for Inabakara in terms of how many dribbles he does per 90 minutes, which is a lot. It was around 6.6, which is the second highest on this list behind Inabakara. So if you want an attacking midfielder to drive play, like we've been talking about a lot, that is a sort of attacking midfielder to go out after, but there's one more player I have on my list who I would pay a lot more money for to see at Portsmouth. Go for it. And that player is Scott Fraser from Burton Albion. Pretty much Burton and Albion's key player this season. I'm not sure if he's, I don't think he's captain, but literally he's probably one of the main reasons why they're in a mid table position at the moment. Currently this season, he's got seven goals, 10 assists, total XG of 6.4, which which for January is pretty insane. And then looking at some of his other stats as well, he gets 0.3 assists per 90 minutes, which is also very good and makes a lot of forward passes with a high conversion percentage as well of 76.87. So again, if you want a player to control the game, you pick Scott Fraser because he's got a goal. He's got a goal scoring record at this level. And he gets he gets high, he gets into the penalty box really well, and can pick out a pass. But considering he's the main playmaker in that side, it might make Ben Close's role at centre midfield a bit redundant. Considering that pretty much Ben Close is our main playmaker at the moment, so in terms of the balance of the side, it might offset that a bit. But easily the best player with the Kenny Jacket fills who we mentioned earlier, Scott Fraser is a standout player on our list. And I think one of the things that is worth bearing in mind with Scott Fraser is yes, it would probably take a certain amount of money to try and get him. Burton would be reluctant to oh, sell absolutely. him as well. Literally. If you think, if you remember, Marcus Harness went for around three quarters of a million pounds. I expect any bid for Scott Fraser to have to be at least at least a million, a million, one point five million, even two million, maybe. So that's roughly the transfer value that Burton would put on him, considering he's such a key player. But if you want that attacking midfielder who will easily make a change to that side, that is the outlay that you need to make. Yeah, and it, his game's translated really well, hasn't it, since moving from Dundee. Um, one thing I would notice on his contract is I think it's up this summer, which will bring down the transfer value by a certain amount, um, depending on if he wants to go or stay. So I know he's popular down there in Burton, but we'll have to wait and see. But that is worth bearing in mind, Freddie, that it's not like he's got... 
you know, a year and a half left or two years left on his contract. So that might have a bearing on whether they decide to sell him or not. Yeah, it also might reduce the transfer fee if Ports were going for him. But I don't think Burton would want to sell a player like that in January. That would completely kill to their season. So really, it doesn't seem like a realistic signing to me. But he would be the perfect player for for a playmaking slash goal scoring number 10. No, and I think he's been involved in 50% of all goal participations this season for Burton. So, mm. hey-ho, that would be perfect. But That gives you an you idea said, of how there. much of a key player he is. And yeah, I've just double-checked that for you. He, his contract is out, of, uh, out of, he is out of contract this summer. So that might, that might give Portsmouth some leverage and it might reduce the transfer value that I mentioned earlier. But it may be a bit difficult to sign a player like that in January. No, I agree, mate. I agree. Right, who's next? Uh, on my list, I haven't, I haven't got many others, actually. You mentioned some other players as Can well, we earlier, so uh, these. Cool. So we'll go with um, this, this player, I think, will be a lot cheaper than the others we just mentioned here. So we can go for Callum Camps. Um, he's a central attacking midfielder. He plays for, for Rochdale. Uh, six goals, five assists this season. Um, I was watching quite a lot of video on him when I was checking out for this scouting. And it's quite interesting. A lot of his assists has come from really nice place through balls. Um, directly to the feet of the striker. Um, not only that, his long-range passing's pretty good. Um, his movement's decent. He's still pretty young as well. So he's 24 years old. Um, and he's just one of those players that I think could you know, do really well in a decent football inside or for us generally. So Rochdale are a team that struggle, but do try and play football the right way. Uh, and the centre-attacking midfield is a really important part of that setup. Yeah, precisely. Um, he didn't come up in the filter that I put up, but I, when I saw him at Rochdale away, he was one of their best players. Linked up the play really nicely in the middle, but uh, their side struggled to penetrate Portsmouth at times. Somehow Portsmouth got a clean sheet of that, out of that game, despite looking very shaky. But yeah, in terms of in terms of the mould of player that you mentioned, I think he could fit in that side. Not it wouldn't be he wouldn't be as good as Scott Fraser, but yeah. Yeah, that, uh, I think he could do really well at centre attacking midfield if Portsmouth bought him. I think there's more chance of us getting him, for instance, than getting Scott Fraser. So um, he's putting that out there. Um, this is a little bit off topic, actually, mate, but I thought I'd throw out an honourable mention for a player who doesn't even play centre attacking midfield. But he plays uh, right wing slash right wing back for Exeter, uh, Randall Williams. Um, he's been absolutely thumping it this season. I thought it'd be quite interesting because he actually plays as a right wing back in a 3-4-2-1 formation. Mm -hmm. So in theory, if Kenny Jackett buys two new centre-backs with our new absolutely blistering left back, we stick Randall Williams, the right wing back. Um, he, he leads League Two in assists at the moment from right wing back with nine assists. Um, he's made 226 one-on-one uh, -on -one dribbles. Um, and he's, he leads the league in crosses uh, and assists per 90 as well. Um, he's an absolute, he seems an absolute bomb. I know there's a lot of interest from him from many clubs in the summer. I think, I think Randall Williams would be a player that for us would be absolute class. Would he fit in Kelly Jacket's system? No, probably not. <laughs> well, well the, amount, the amount of times we've thought of players, we thought, oh, Portsmouth can potentially sign this player or that player, and, and they would make, make the team more attacking. Whether Kenny Jacket will sign them or not is a completely different matter, which is why I barely found any attacking midfielders on the list. But no, Randall Williams, similar to a sort of player as Ibutore, who I mentioned yesterday, but on the other side, he might struggle defensively in this side. But for example, if you have really attacking fullbacks and just 
play free in midfield and keep Tom May- Tom Naylor in, in an even more defensive role than he already is, that could work. It could bring whip to the side and focus on the main way that Portsmouth score their goals, which is crossing on the wing or letting the wingers cut inside. So, yeah, I think he could potentially work. But again, I just don't see Kenny Jackett signing him, which is probably the biggest frustration for a lot of Pompey fans at the moment. They're trying to think of attacking players, and it just seems highly unlikely that Jackett will sign them. No, absolutely, mate. But I just thought we'd throw it in there anyway. Bit of a brainwave and just wanted to mention it. Again, he'd be a really exciting player to watch as well. So, yeah, throw it out there. Kenny Jackett, why not? Randall Williams at Exeter. Um, who's next on your list? Uh, again, on my list, I, I, I was done. <laughs> from, from literally, there's those two attacking midfielders I mentioned, and then out, that was it with the filter I put on. So I, I struggled to find centre midfielders who get stuck in enough for Kenny Jacket to think, oh, he can fit in my number 10 slot really well because all the playmaking number 10s we've had, he hasn't chosen them, which is frustrating considering he's played nearly anybody and everybody at number 10 this season. Okay, so we're going for another one where I think it might be slightly difficult to get again. Well, quite difficult, definitely. But I know Ipswich were interested in buying him in January. Um, Jordan Shipley um, from Coventry. Again, he's looked pretty good this season. Uh, 23 matches. He's got four four goals. Yeah, four goals, five assists. He was moved as the central attacking midfield role. So he's behind the striker from, from a sort of a left wing sort of side. Um, he's really flourished in that position as well. Quick, he plays the ball through well. He played for Ireland, the under-21 international team. Maybe his mates are Ronan Curtis, who knows. But Jordan Shipley is a player that I think would be absolute quality for us in the central attacking midfield. Only problems are, number one, yeah, he, he's from Coventry. He's come through their system. He loves playing for the club. The fans love him. He's a legend there. Might be more difficult to tempt him to jump ship. Coventry are doing well this season. So he might just want to see the season out with his boyhood club and try and get them promoted rather than jumping ship to Pompey. Mm. What are your thoughts? Uh, but pretty much exactly what you said there. It may it may take at least 20 WhatsApp messages from Ronan Curtis to try and tempt him to Portsmouth, to be honest with you. But again, it, it's, that's, it's, it's a more, that more playmaking sort of central attacking midfielder similar to Sammy Schmodix, who focuses a lot on forward passes and getting shots on target, which half of that jacket would like. But again, from that filter, he might not he might not get stuck in as much as maybe an Andy Cannon would or a Gareth Evans would in that in that uh, number ten role. But I think that could, that would be an excellent signing. He's young as well, only twenty two. He would he'd be able to improve a lot and make the side a lot younger. So yeah, I think I think that could potentially work as well. How about Dion Donahue, mate? You did mention that Ronan Curtis could help him out. Do you reckon a little cheeky message from Dion might uh, convince him? Well, maybe. I don't know how well how much Dion enjoyed his time at Pompey, but yeah, if if you look at it, any player, any any way to tempt players to Pompey would always help. Indeed, indeed. I mean, I'm half Irish, mate. Maybe I'll make the call. Um, <laughs> okay, I think for now on Friday night, Friday, that's it. Just to get people a few ideas and the sort of midfielders we could sign. Who do you think is the most likely player that Kenny Jacket could sign that we've listed? Out of the players we've got there, I would probably in a Bukara on loan. I don't see them giving the outlay enough to sign Scott Scott Fraser 
And considering that Cashy Anderson plays in League Two, I don't think they'll sign him because of that. Maybe a Callum Camps. But again, Kenny Jacket might look at him maybe think, oh, he's a bit too lightweight. He doesn't win the ball enough, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I think uh, so I think in terms of he might go for the high-profile name, which in this case is either in a Bakara or Sammy Shmodix. And in a Bakara fits that more striker-like attack midfielder role better than Shmodix would. So I think out of all the players we listed, I think in a Bakara probably... But he might not even sign any of them, considering Kenny Jacket's record with signing midfielders. He'll probably sign somebody completely out of the blue who we have no idea about. He probably will, won't he? He likes just making what we say not work out. But I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to say he's going to do a bit of an odd one and go for Callum Camps from Rochdale. It's not going to cost us that much money in comparison to the players out there. He's doing well at the moment in League One. If he wants to just have a little fan pleaser, he'll think that'll work. You know, a central attacking midfielder, he fits the mould, he'll go through the logic to it. I'm not sure what the fans will think about that. He's not quite the glory signing, is he? He's not going to be... No, they'll probably look at it and say, oh, he plays for Rochdale, that's a bit grim. But you, but fans shouldn't be like that. They should look at how the player actually plays and whether those skills translate into the system that Portsmouth have and can be effective with League One. Some players from, you could say, lesser fancied side, less glorious sides, if you want me to bring up that awful term, which I don't like saying. Uh, certain players from there have worked really well. I think Craig McGilvery, I think Marcus Harness, and some haven't, like Bolton. It, it, it entirely depends on the player's skill set rather than the team he comes from. Yeah, no, completely, mate. Well, we'll leave it there, Freddie, because it is Friday night. And thanks for doing this again, mate. Much appreciated. Um, let us know what you think, guys. Tweet us up at PO Forecast, at Poppy News Now. Um, hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow or do all that stuff on your, your usual podcast um, platform. And until next time, play up Pompey. You have been listening to the PO Forecast for Pompey News Now. Available on SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow PO Forecast and Pompey News Now on Twitter for more information. And there is the full-time whistle!